Hello, wellness warriors. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. We're doing, we're doing a throwback today. I don't know what the topic is. <laughs> what are we talking about, Patrick? You know, Violet, like when I, I watch our favorite keto sources uh, on YouTube, oftentimes I hear them talk about metabolic flexibility. And like this is the holy grail to attain on the keto journey. Okay. And I wanted to talk about that like today because I'm not so convinced that it's like the goal to attain on the keto journey because I feel like you want to attain that because you want to get back to eating carbs. But like, so let's go through that. Like actually what is metabolic flexibility? Okay. So what metabolic flexibility is our body's ability to use the energy source that's presented. We have a preferred energy source, which is ketones and fat. And like, this is, this is actually the preferred energy source of the body. But we also are able to live off of carbohydrates. So live off of, survive <laughs> eating carbohydrates. So metabolic flexibility is that. It's our ability to either eat our the body's preferred energy source, okay. but in a pinch, use a different energy source to power us. Okay. So I'm, I'm understanding that correctly. Yeah. So you eat very low carb, like less than 20 grams. Your body burns ketones. Somehow one day you have a cheat meal or cheat day and you have whoa. more carbs whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what's happening there <laughs> okay so whoa let's, let's just back well, up for why, a second why, why would you switch to burning carbs if so, you don't have carbs in your system okay that's why i'm gonna i'm woeing you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know it, it's more like a thousand years ago we were hunting okay. and we didn't catch a zebra or a bison <laughs> i was gonna say Probably i was gonna better. i was gonna say a pig but whatever okay, okay. <laughs> so so then we would have no choice but to eat vegetation right so we would eat like if we were lucky enough that this happened to us during the summer okay. or the, you know like we would eat vegetation but like if we had meat available so an animal available we would eat we would the animal okay. the other thing that's interesting that we don't often think about is that if we do that so if we think about back then like we didn't eat every day right like what would be the likelihood that every single day you would have caught enough meat mm -hmm. for the entire tribe to eat so some days some people would eat and some right as we're trying to catch and so we're constantly catching now okay, obviously so if we think back in our history mm -hmm. the warriors would probably have eaten more frequently than the other people yeah. Right. But, but the truth is we wouldn't have been eating every single day. Yeah. So they were fasting by by nature at the time. Basically, like you eat your meat, you have your fat on the meat, you have your protein, have very little carbs. And more often, probably than ever, like fast because you don't get like or you don't you didn't uh, hunt your, your animal. And when you say very little carbs, like seriously, if there happens to be some grass on the meat on that you haven't <laughs> eating but like it wasn't your thing that you're yeah. saying oh beside this meat i'm putting some no they were eating the animal mm. years ago before all this refrigeration it was still the case up north that the inuit ate mostly um animals right because winter is how long mm -hmm. so it's not even like they were doing what we were doing and the truth was in the summer when they caught animals as they were getting closer to winter the more animals they caught like tundra and ice they could just store the animal right like so i guess the next question i have is it takes a while to get there like why is it why does it take your body so long to be able to burn either source of fuel because i've not, heard i've heard that it can take up to two three years like to get that's not to true get to that either. point but that's not even true either like okay so let's be let's be very clear on something even when we are 
eating a high carbohydrate diet, we are still processing some ketones because we sleep. And overnight, our body is, you know, still keeping things going and it taps into some of that fat. Um, so it's not like we're never using the fat stores that are on us. We do. Sure. The thing is, is that we're not efficient at it. Right. So if we want to be efficient at using our fat stores, we need to take the carbohydrate source down because when there's excessive amounts of carbohydrates, we don't use carbohydrates because they're a preferred source of energy. We use carbohydrates because they're toxic and need to be used up and gotten out of the system. So some of them get used as energy right away because that's the easiest way to get rid of them. And then the rest get stored away as fat because that's less, that's not toxic to us, right? Like having fat storage is not toxic. Go back in our history with this whole metabolic flexibility thing. If it's summer and I happen to not catch any animals and then I eat some vegetation because I'm hungry, if I eat enough of it, my body's going to store some away. So now I have some energy on board. And doing that over the summer to the extent that we were doing it back then made sense because we're storing a little energy so that we can go a little bit longer without eating. But it doesn't mean that our body's working better in this way. So we can all do it, but we're not efficient at it. Uh, we already talked in the past about like um, marathon racers, for example. At some point, they're going to have depleted their uh, their carb. Even if they carb loaded before, they're going to have depleted their carb storage and they're going to tap into their fats. Yes, but inefficiently. inefficiently. And that's what okay. causes car. That's why they hit that wall okay. and, and, and they crash yeah. because their body is not used to tapping into the fat. Okay. And so then they have a problem versus like if, if for some crazy reason you or I decided to run a marathon, okay. we would have an easier time. Keto Savage showed that, right? He had never run a marathon before mm -hmm. and he practiced for like a month or two. I think it was like a crazy, ridiculous short number. And I mean, he practiced so little that his shoes caused blisters on his feet like that's how little he practiced and still he made it through the whole marathon without the hunger mm -hmm. but the thing is is that it's not that they can't do it it's that they're not efficient okay. at it their body's not looking for that their body is looking for carbs so what does it do it pushes for carbs so fast forward our times like 2020 uh, um, like the definition for metabolic flexibility would be to be as efficient burning one or the other without crashing no, no. <laughs> metabolic flexibility no. Okay. is just is, is, a, is actually a term that just means our body's ability okay. to use an alternate fuel source if the preferred fuel source is not available. Okay. But like, it's not that it's better or worse. You know, it's kind of like I have an electric car. I have, sorry, I have a hybrid car and my car, like I can actually put it in the position where it burns electricity first. But what happens when I run out of electricity? Because it's a hybrid. So I, I get like 30 kilometers or something like that. That's not very far. Luckily, I don't live far from work. Hmm. But when I do a little bit of a further drive, when my car runs out of electricity, it switches to gas. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that preferred? Well, for me, no. Mm -hmm. I would rather it go in electricity. Yeah. But it, I think it's like, so it's this idea, right? Like we need to kind of look at it that way. Preferentially, your body would like to run on fat because it's cleaner, it's efficient. Um, you don't get all the metabolic problems because it's cleaner and efficient. But if you give your body carbohydrates, it's not gonna run on fat, leaving the carbohydrates floating in the blood to kill you. So in that case, the smart thing for the body to do is burn some, put some away. 
But that means now it's cleaning up carbs, so therefore you didn't use any of your fat. Take this a step further, just for you to understand, because I this is the thing that people don't get that gets us into trouble. Because saying that carbohydrates are the preferred energy source would be similar to saying that your body likes to process alcohol more than energize itself. But the truth is, if you drink while you, like, so you eat and drink at the same time, your body is totally focused on getting the alcohol out, and it leaves those carbs floating around for a little while. Why? Because the alcohol is more poisonous than the carbohydrates. So it's like, it's kind of, it's prioritizing getting the toxins out for, if you would do cocaine, it would focus on the cocaine first, then the alcohol, then the sugar, and then everything, right? So... We need to put our mind around this. Your body's not stupid. It gets rid of toxins as quickly as possible. And then it goes on to get rid of, like, to manage everything else. Toxins first, and then it manages the food. Mm. Right? Carbohydrates are not a food. Okay. Another thing I I often hear, fat adapted. The term fat adapted. Sure. Is it the same thing? No, then... fat adapted is a term that means your body is in a position that it's using fat for fuel first. And in order for you to be fat adapted, that actually means that you are eating less carbohydrates. So flip it around. If I am eating a standard Canadian, Caribbean, American diet, but I'm putting ketones in everything, am I fat adapted? No, right? Even though if you test my blood, I'm gonna show ketones, right? But as long as I'm eating that standard diet with high carbohydrate there, my body is not prioritizing using fat for fuel. It's still putting those sugars away and burning those sugars first. And the fat, of course, is getting put away alongside the sugar. Other thing I've heard like is that is that it takes a certain amount of years to be fat adapted. Does it mean at no. this point? No? Okay. No, it takes it takes the average person. So if you take carbohydrates out of your life. Mm -hmm. It takes the average person somewhere between four and seven days. So I was I was not sure. My point was, is there a point where if you took out the carbs out of your life, that somehow like what you need you need to eat and all you have is carbs, you're still gonna eliminate those carbs first and instead of tapping in your fat storage. So like violet right now, because I, I believe yeah. I am fat adapted. You eat a big spaghetti tonight. What's happening? So, <laughs> if I, buddy. so the truth is, if I were to go home and eat a big spaghetti tonight, I'm going to kick myself out of ketosis. Okay. Which means I'm no longer in fat burning mode. So I'm not fat adapted anymore. Okay. Right. Uh, this okay. is this is part of the reason that cheat days are so detrimental. Mm -hmm. Is that it takes you four to five days to get back into ketosis. If I have one cheat day a week, what yeah. I just do? I'm living most of my week not in ketosis. Okay. Right. Maybe I'm going to have one day or two. And then I'm going to be kicking myself out again. Being fat adapted means that you've eaten a low enough number of carbohydrates for enough days that your body is now using fat for fuel. Whereas metabolic flexibility is talking about your body's ability. If there is no fat available and you happen to eat another energy source, carbohydrates, that it can use that energy source to keep you moving forward while you're looking for fat. Okay. The point is to look for fat, right? Look for protein and fat together. Then why is it in all those uh, those sources of information that it's like the holy grail to attain? Like 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 if once you're you have you attained your metabolic flexibility status, 
you can go back to eat carbs like if there's nothing and oh okay your body's gonna burn the carbs and then it's gonna be back on burning fuels and you're not gonna have keto flu and it's gonna be all nice and rainbows and because those people don't know what they're talking about right and it's sad to say right but it's reality that there's a lot of people to get youtube views to get you know to get popular who will talk about things that they don't actually understand they don't do the research to find out and honestly if i'm making a mistake i i encourage people let me know but this is my understanding after listening to the doctors talk and doing my research this is my understanding metabolic flexibility is not your ability to switch back and forth to say oh, i'm going to eat junk food and then i'm gonna... that's not flexibility that's you not sticking to your healthy way of e eating and we need to stop trying to call that metabolic flexibility it's not metabolic flexibility is actually a something <laughs> like mm -hmm. it actually exists it's your body's ability to use an alternative fuel source if the preferred fuel source is not available right and i want you to think about it like this it's like yes are there people who can drink alcohol like so I'll drink today and not drink again for months because they have no addiction to alcohol sure but if i'm addicted to alcohol and i drink today what's going to happen to me tomorrow chances are i'm going to be drinking right and i'm going to be drinking the next day and the next day and the next day and if I'm addicted to carbohydrates, why do I think it's going to be different? If I'm, I let myself get all fat adapted and like really under good control and then, oh, I'm just going to have a cheat day. How many people out there, be honest, put it in the comments below. How many of you have had a cheat day or allowed yourself some kind of treat that was not uh, low carb and then found yourself for days eating it or eating carby stuff? And had to like rein yourself back in and get back under control. How many of you have has it happened to? Because I know it's happened to me with nuts. Then is it more a question of having your addiction under control? But at some point, after many many years of doing keto, you're gonna be able to have something carb more carby without triggering all the addictive stuff. Maybe because like I'm just thinking about in. The, the way 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 past you were talking about the the hunters uh, if they didn't have an animal and were eating fruits or vegetables like they were not this one time going after just like carbs although maybe they, that's why they invented bread or something <laughs> but, <laughs> but like yeah but but you of course our problem is that we are carb addicted and we don't want to re-trigger those those processes that that push us towards carbs so what I'm going to say to that is that, again, if we go back in history and look at what a banana used to look like, look at what an apple used to look like, mm -hmm. look at, so we have genetically engineered so many of the things that we eat today to be bigger, sweeter, tastier. And we don't realize that by doing that, we, I want to say we kicked ourselves in the head, but like we, we, we mess with ourselves, right? Because the truth is those foods are now the bane of our existence, right? Because they put us in this position where we are chasing those things. Back then, when somebody came across a patch of berries growing in the ground, they did not taste like the strawberries, blueberries, raspberries that we eat today. So yeah, would you eat them? Because you eat a few of them, it's sustaining you. Sure, sure, sure. But you know what? When you chew a coca leaf, you don't get the same reaction that you get when you snort some cocaine, right? It's different. <laughs> and we need to understand that. Like we have created the story where these foods actually have this ability to make us addicted to them because we've engineered them to be so. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't believe that back in the day when we were between animals, between meals, that we would have been like addicted to those, to those carby 
carby foods. Yeah. The because level of carbiness yeah. that were, but but still we wouldn't have been they, they were less sugary. They were less sugary to start with. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I mean again we're a village of us eating a patch of berries hmm. versus like we can go to the store every day mm-hmm. and buy a, a package of berries to eat if mm-hmm. we wanted to. Yeah. It's not the same. We still needed to wait for them to be available. Right? You didn't eat these things year round. That's yeah. the other part of the story, right? Yeah. Like if I if I eat some bananas, but then I have to wait a whole year yeah. before I can eat bananas true, again. Because not so long ago, actually, we we didn't have that many choices. I remember when I was young, like uh, except for apples, uh, I don't remember eating <laughs> many, many, many different kinds of fruits. Now they're flying fruits from California to here because like our climate is like, except for the strawberries we do have in August or something like that. There's not much that we have in. Uh, here in, uh, in Quebec, in Canada. so Our ability to ship foods mm-hmm. around has really changed a lot of stuff. And our decision that carbohydrates is preferred over fat has changed a lot of stuff. And I do think that we need to be a bit more conscious of the fact that there are good reasons to be careful about mm-hmm. how much carbohydrate you eat. And, but metabolic flexibility, this idea that I can reintroduce carbs at some point, I go back to the question of why would you want to reintroduce carbs when carbs cause you so many metabolic problems? Like, like This is the other thing that we don't take the time to understand is that from the time that I was eating carbohydrates, so for myself, I'm going to say that that probably was around uh, one. So from one until 46, right? Does that make right. sense? From one to 46, my carb eating habits, I wouldn't call them addiction. Let's just not even call them. Mm-hmm. This is my carb eating habits put me in the position where my body was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The question I have for you is when you get that under control, so I have gotten that under control. Why would I turn around and put myself back in the position where it could start attacking me again? Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I, with the luck and the grace of God, got out of the pit with the lion. I'm going to jump back in for a few more. Why would I do that? Right? I'm going to give the lion a second chance to bite me? No, I'm going to run like crazy after that point. I got out of the pit. Thank you. Hmm. Right? So, no, I think it's it's a mistake. And why are they calling it metabolic flexibility? I, I think they just haven't done the research on what metabolic flexibility is. So it appears clear to me then uh, it's not a goal to attain on any diet or like especially on the keto because we, we do hear it like on the keto diet. It's not a goal to attain and it's especially not a goal to attain to get back to your bad habits, basically. So we, 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 we all have metabolic flexibility baked into our DNA. It's already yeah, there. Okay. We don't have to fight for it. I guess our like maybe the advice we can give our viewers then if you come across a video that's talking about metabolic flexibility then just like slash ignore like you you just you just ignore that basically unless they're talking about good information but i mean like if they're trying to tell you that you want you need to eat carbs to be metabolically flexible that's a mistake okay still you have an idea why we're talking so much about it I have an idea. Okay. <laughs> then let us know. Honestly, people want to have an excuse for cheat days. Okay. As much as we know that eating carbohydrates is unhealthy, just generally speaking, it's unhealthy, that fructose is killing our liver, that that we are high, we have high blood pressure, that we have heart issues, that we have metabolic issues, diabetic, PCOS. As much as we know all of this, we still don't believe that we can live a life without eating yeah carbohydrates without eating sugar and we look for any excuse right and we mistakenly judge thinness to mean healthy 
They're not one and the same because there's a lot of thin people with PCOS. There's a lot of thin people with high blood pressure and heart mm -hmm. issues. There are a lot of thin people with all kinds of metabolic problems. The, the tofi, tofi, I think, the thin yeah. outside, the uh, fat inside. Like yeah, tofis. Yeah, mm. because what every person's body is going to do with the sugar to get it away from hurting me is different. Some people it comes it comes and causes skin issues. Some people it causes, like I said, PCOS or other issues. Like your body is going to do what it thinks to do to save you from dying. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to show us fat initially. I mean, eventually, at some point, it does for most people, but for some people it doesn't, right? Except for that distended tummy that a lot of people get. For, for the rest of us that we get fat, at least we have a motivation to think more about our health. But for the other people who don't get fat, Sometimes it goes unmissed until you're given a medication. Mm -hmm. And now I'm taking medication and right and by that point. Yeah. Okay. So it is totally irrelevant. I think we can agree <laughs> on that. Well, it, again, it's not that it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I think that people are just using the term incorrectly. Okay. Right? Like it's a perfectly fine term. No, but the and it means it. what it means, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that I get to eat whatever I want. That's not mm -hmm. what it means. And I, I wish people would stop saying that, right? So, but I mean, I also wish people would stop calling mm -hmm. dirty keto, dirty keto. And like I, like, I wish people would stop putting these terminologies on things that don't need to be there. Keto 2.0 and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like, like if, if you eat a healthy diet, you will live a healthy life. If you eat a junky, garbage diet, you're going to have an unhealthy life. And there's no getting around it. There's no getting away from it. You need to address your addiction. And I mean, I feel like the thing that's, more and more in my mind these days is helping people to understand that it is an addiction. I have a video about metabolic flexibility and I go through all of this, these ideas about what's really happening there and what we're really trying to accomplish. And I'm going to link that video for you guys. At the end of the day though, what we really do need to understand is health, so true health, is going to come to you by understanding that you're addicted to carbohydrates and getting that addiction under control. Make a change and make it permanent basically <laughs> yes yes make a change and make it permanent mm. right and i feel like i say this in every video but if you want to have a treat have a treat right but treats are once in a blue moon mm. they're not every day we want this idea of metabolic flexibility to be there so that it gives us the excuse to have weekly or mm. daily carby foods but as i've said to you before if you eat something every day even if you eat it every week it's part of your meal plan Right? There's lots of people that have steak once a week. That's part of their meal plan. So you need to consider that whatever you have on a weekly basis is part of your meal plan. Are you making junk food part of your meal plan? I'm encouraging you to eat healthy as often as possible. This is super important, expensive, irreplaceable. Why would I tear it apart with junky food? Right? It took me a long time to figure that out. I'm hoping to speed up your process in figuring it out, right? It took me way too long. I wish I'd have known this 20 years ago. I know it now. I'm living it now. I want you to know it now. You can't replace this. I can replace this. I can replace this. Can't replace this. Treat it properly. This is an important message, guys. So I want you to share this video with anybody you think can benefit. Teespring, Patreon in the description below. I want to thank you for watching Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Patch Ad Edition. We love making these videos for you guys and can't wait to talk to you again next week. Talk to you next week.